Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm going to be your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network, Sirius, and, of course, iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon.exxonradiotv.com, on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and to find out about the programming we have available for you, 724-365, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this uh, hour tonight, Exxon Nation, is author and thought leader Pat Lind Kyle, uh, who has a broad range of interest. She has taught in the academic world, created a small business, practiced as a management consultant and executive coach, and has had her own private counseling practice. Pat's current focus is on the awakening process that exists in our moment of death. Pat was trained as a hospice volunteer and served patients in uh, the Hospice Hospital of Portland, Oregon, and the Hospice of the Foothills in California. Joining me now to tell us more is Pat Lynn Kyle. And Pat, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell us more about, you know, what drew you to, to writing your book, Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. Yeah, you would think that's very strange, wouldn't you? Uh, not on this uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I had not planned to write another book at all, but I it was about four years ago, and I was here in Nevada City uh, on a very hot J- July day, and I went from a very cold office into my car, which was like o- over 100 degrees, and I just took off in the car, and I did my errands, and then I went home, and I was very, very sick. Uh-huh. And it was heat exhaustion, I, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. And But the key thing is, in two days, I was leaving for Boston to do a meditation retreat for a month. And I had to feel better than, than that. So I, I just stayed in a very um, equanimous air, you know, not too cold, not too hot. And in two days, I felt much better. So I took off plane was fine, got to Boston, got off the plane, and heard over the airwaves that they said, this is the hottest, the most humid we have had in years in Boston and New York. So here I am back in this incredible heat. And then uh, by the time I got to the meditation center 
and got located, the meditation hall was air-conditioned. And my room, of course, was not. So going back and forth like that in a couple of days, I was sick again. Mm. So I didn't know what to do. So I just um, just went to bed, and I slept very well until 2 in the morning. And I woke up in terror, mm. absolute terror. And I could not figure it out, what was going on. And, you know, at that time, either people are meditating or asleep. And Sunday, so the teachers are gone. And so I, I had no idea what to do. I tried everything I know to get rid of fear. Because I've written a book about tension and fear, but I could not get rid of this. Okay. So I finally just sat on the bed and said, okay, Pat, why are you so terrified? And... I don't know where the answer came, somewhere through the airwaves. Pat, you're frightened to die. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not the youngest thing in the world, but, you know, you don't really think about dying. Everybody else dies, but you don't die. That's and right. Yeah. when it's not going to happen, it's going to happen. Never really, I never really thought about it. So I said, well, if I'm dying and I'm going to die, I guess I'll just lie down, and if I die, I die. So I did. I went. I finally went to sleep, and the next morning when I woke up, the bell rang, you know, six to get up, and I felt great. I felt really good. There was not a problem. So um, I just happened to have a, a meeting with the teacher that day, and she said, well, Pat, you faced your ego. The ego is what's frightened to die. And um, that was really my beginning to say, really, what is death? And how do hmm. we work with that? What's going to go on when it right. happens? And so, yeah, I was kind of forced into this one. So about seven months later, um, I was meditating, and I got the whole outline for the book, you see. It just came through me. And from then on, for the next three years... That's all I could think about. All I could think about was, wow, what's next? And what happens after that? And who said this? And I think my husband began to say, can we talk about something other than death? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that might have an, uh, the uh, same effect on somebody that, uh, you know, my wife, God, God bless her, is, uh, before she retired, was a, a nurse in the palliative ward of a uh, busy Hamilton oh. Hospital. So she used to come home with these stories. And even though I've been doing this show for 28 years, and I would say 15% of the show contact deals with death, what's on the other side, near-death experiences, and uh, so on and so forth, came to the point where I said, Laura, for goodness sake, enough is enough. (laughs) It is. But the nice thing is that she is really dealing in an area that is, well, we don't have much here in the United States. I don't know, maybe in Canada you have. But it, it's not really that prominent here yet that why don't we just take up and ask the patient what they want, mm-hmm. how they want to be treated. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, yeah, there, there is an awareness here in Canada. As, as I know there is in the States, you have the people who, like yourself, have worked in hospices. They're certainly the best uh, hospitals kind of somehow a little different. Well, no, here we find the hospitals are 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 taking a different uh, look at death, and they're looking at the, they're respecting the person who is getting ready to cross over from this dimension to whatever lies next, very seriously and very, uh, very lovingly and affectionately. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's that's really the. Uh, issue with my book is saying, okay, mm-hmm. Pat, since I knew nothing about it, yeah. what about everybody else? Not when they're on their deathbed, but how do they prepare for this? You know, what are the ways that we can look at death and honor death in a way that will reduce this incredible fear right. and taboo that we have about death? Why do you think death is such a taboo when it's one, you know, it's one of the facts of life that cannot be altered? Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Um, one of the one of the ways I look at it mm-hmm. is that maybe 100, 150 years ago, my mother lived in Colorado on a farm, 
grandparents lived with her. You right. know, her grandparents lived. Sure. They watched them die. Mm -hmm. They took them, you know, had them in the parlor for a while. Yeah. You know, had all the community come and honor them and then bury them on the land. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. natural. So here it's not, you know, immediately the police come and the fire come and, and they take them to the morgue and that's the last you see until, you know, it's all this uh, frightened, fearful part about it. Uh, and then the, mor the mortuaries came in, so we separated mm -hmm. it from actually having green burials, yeah. which are coming more prominent now. And um, industry, the whole thing has separated us from our natural dying and living. Well, I, I can understand it to a certain extent why there has to be rules, regulations, and because you, you don't want somebody burying somebody in their backyard. And then, you know, you have the person who wants to sell their house. They have to sell the house. They have to have, a, uh, you know, they have to disclose that somebody's buried in their backyard. If the person doesn't want it there, then the person who's selling out the house has to exhume the body. Once the body's exhumed, where do you put it? It raises a lot of, uh, of, of points that need to be taken into consideration in today's society. However, I do agree with you that the way death is looked at certainly needs to be re-examined personally. I think the Irish have the best way. They celebrate the life of the person, not the death of the person. Yes, you know, there is a, a, a minister here mm -hmm. in Nevada City from Ireland, and he says that the Irish people think the United States says that death is an American. You and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. Please stand by. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is... Pat Lind Kyle, and the name of her book is Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening, and her website is www.patlindkyle.com. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The X Chronicles newspaper is available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com, and don't forget to watch The Exxon TV channel on simultv.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of The Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, 
and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Welcome back, everyone. Pat Lind Kyle is our special guest. We're talking to Pat about her book. Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. And it's published by our good friends at Llewellyn. Um, before we went to the break, I you know, I said watch the Exxon channel on Simul TV. Well, Steve, Stephen Turner, the president and CEO of Simul TV, is going to be one of my guests next week. I've had the pleasure of knowing and working with Steve over the years. It'll be interesting having him coming on the show and telling you, the worldwide members of the Exxon Nation, about what Simul TV has in mind. All right, let's get back talking to our guest this hour, Pat. And uh, Pat, so why do you think so many people are, are frightened of death? Well, I'm glad you asked the question again, because the next level that I see is the fear of losing our identity. You know, Pat Lynn Kyle, I have children, and I've been a teacher. You know, you all listed that. So that's my identity, and mm -hmm. you have all these children and yeah. what you're yeah. doing. And all of a sudden, these start going away. And there's something that we've held on to for, for me many, many years. But we realize that when we die, that goes away with us. That goes away at the yeah. moment, yes. Yeah. It's gone. Right. And, but... But how do how can we realize that? That's the thing. It's in our heads that I'm a person here yes. with all these responsibilities, mm -hmm. and this is my past, and hopefully this is my future. Right. And that mm -hmm. all changes. All right. That's scary. Well, it, it shouldn't be scary because it happens to everyone. That's what a will is all about. That is what... Getting, getting yourself in order is all about, because if anyone who does not prepare for what is not anything else but an, a certain eventuality is not thinking of their loved ones and is not preparing for what is going to happen. Well, you are a rare being, because there are so many people that will not look at this at all. That's that's in the book. The book says, here are the stages that you go through. Here is what you need, uh, that you need legally to have done. Of course. But to get people to do that is the hardest thing. Why do you think that is? It's, it's just common sense. I know, but you're a rare being. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a rare being whatsoever. You know, the, it, with this is what I learned through... My parents, through the educational system, through my uh, through my leaders at church, this is all to me very common sense. Very common. You know, my very wife, common. my wife and I have had our wills for many of years. We change our wills to make sure that we follow the rules, regulations, and the laws of the land. And you know, to us, this is part of life. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I wish. I wish more people were like you because I just did a presentation to our presentations last weekend mm -hmm. and there was a physician in the room and he got up and he said, I don't want to let go of my grandkids. I don't want to let go of my home and my life. I, I don't want this. But you see, if you believe in a religious philosophy, if you believe then you believe in your heart of hearts that you're you're not going to lose your family, that you're just going to be away for a little while. Yeah. And the rest of the room was so scared. They were tighter than a drum. In fact, somebody left. They said that fear, there was so much fear in the room that I couldn't stay. Is it fear or the point that they just can't face reality 
They can't face reality. So, they can't. They don't have the background you have. Sweetheart, um, sweetheart, anyone. It, like I said, I'm no different than anyone. I read a lot, and I make sure that I, I have to do what is right for my family and my, my, the people that work for me and my friends. This anybody with access to the internet today, and I don't know very many people who do not, right. can find this out in minutes and go online and do a will for what twenty bucks. I so, know. So in my in my opinion, these people really don't care because if they cared, they would do what it takes to prepare for for death, for the big sleep. Absolutely. That's what I think, too. Yeah. But there's this clinging to this world out here that is stronger than what's going to happen to everybody else when I die. It's, yeah. I'm attached mm -hmm. to my grandchildren. I'm attached to my business or whatever it is. And this that's what this whole thing of dying is. It begins to loosen the attachment so that they can begin to let go instead of running away from it. You know, I, I've seen many, many people in hospices and in hospitals who actually do more harm to the person who is getting ready to the, make that transition than they're doing good. They want this person to stick around. They're not, ta they're not worried about how the, this, the patient, the person who's getting ready, what, you know, what is going on in their life, the pain that they may be enduring, the suffering they may be enduring, as long as mom, dad, grandma stays around because we're going to miss you. People have a weird way of thinking these days. Well, they're really, it's fear. It's the fear. And in the second part of my book, uh -huh. I say, how did you get so scared? And I take it through, I have um, 16 videos, mm -hmm. and I take them through the different colors of the energy centers in our body right. and take them through and say, well, what happened when you were born? You, 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 se you separated um, into this body right. from your original self. And that started the fear. And the fear continues on. And then all of a sudden I'm powerful and I got all these emotions that I push and pull away. And we just set up the fear role. How do we begin to release it? And then this, the second part of that says, well, what you do is you begin to open up to that space that's beneath all of this egoic identity, like you are saying. I'm looking at my life, not from me, 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 but how will it affect other people? Mm -hmm. And how is it going to be? It's a different way of viewing the whole idea of letting go of this life. Let me ask you, the people who fear death and who, who were afraid when you were talking, do these people have no religious, uh, religious affiliation, whether it's Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism, uh, and the list goes on and on and on? Because anyone who's involved with a religious organization or a religious philosophy doesn't think this way. That's right. That's right. So, no, I didn't know. They were just, um, they were a group that uh, a friend had heard about me and mm -hmm. put together. But the people that were the Buddhists that were in the room had a whole different approach. Sure. Yeah. But, and nobody else really talked to me because I have a real strong Buddhist um, background. But uh, no, no, I don't know. But they were scared. They, it's almost like they didn't want to come back from break. You know what? That's because, you know, and I feel sorry for those kind of people. I, I really do. I really do. And you know, I've, after doing this show for twenty-eight years, for over four thousand six hundred different guests, the way that I look at life has changed over the years. The way that I've seen people without my, as my wife calls them, rose-colored glasses on, is is different. In, in today's, it, it seems in today's society that if, if people are to take responsibility for their own actions and not let the actions or not let the responsibility fall on somebody else's shoulders, because of the technological era that we now live in where everything is push-button, they're lost. They are lost. 
back in the day, we used to cut, we used to have buildings that were filled with books called libraries, where people would actually go sit and read books that had credibility to them. And I'm not talking about your books because anything that comes out of Llewellyn is a great book. Yeah, they've been very. Good. It, it's people. People have been dumbed down by 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 technology. They need I, to they need to be taken by the hand and led down the street. For example, thanks to the internet, you know, um, all these uh, self growth uh, gurus or coaches are making a mint because people need to look up to something, look up to someone to find out what they already have in them. And all they need to do is look in the mirror. The answer is right there. They have to be silent, too. They have to take time. Mm -hmm. One of the mm -hmm. things that I feel is a um, development for understanding death is meditation and praying and chanting because it brings you into that place of stillness and silence which is that is the quality of mind that we die in. In fact, I got really interested in what kind of mind do we die in? What's the energy like? What's the brain wave? And what I found was that the University of Michigan has done research. When the heart stops, the brain continues. There's mm -hmm. still a frequency going on in the brain, even though they're pronounced dead. All right, Pat, and you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. ExoNation, Pat Lynn Kyle is our special guest. Her website, patlindkyle.com, and she's the author of Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. To uh, get the latest edition of the X Chronicles newspaper, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And for all the programming we have available on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 247365.www.xzbn.com. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, 
Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about embracing the end of life, a journey into dying and awakening this hour. Joining me is the author of this book, Pat Lind Kyle, and her website is patlindkyle.com. Um, you talk about the process of resistance. What is this? Oh, I wanted to finish about the um, gamma brainwaves. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. Yeah, because... I think this is something that is very helpful for people to understand as someone is dying. Even though the heart stops, mm -hmm. there is a, a frequency in the brain that continues, and it's called gamma brainwaves. It's a very high frequency. It's, um, it's where compassion is. It's where kindness is. And we leave in that quality of mind. That will continue, they say, for at least 20 minutes. It could, it could last for at least 20 minutes after the person has died. So what they say is since there is so much going on after the time that the heart stops, mm -hmm. not to have anyone touch the person that has died. And it's really suggested that we do not change or move the body for three days. That's why that in the parlor years ago that we we used to have the body there and the home, in the home, that people would come and celebrate their life. And there was a reason for that because there is a lot of um, things going on. I know there's different kinds of things like the life review and energy and so forth. I, a lot of things I don't know about, but I do know that this is a really important thing that the University of Michigan has found out. Have you talked to people who have had near-death experiences? Yes. And how, what, you know, like how does what they tell you compare to what you have in your book? Same thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it go, they go through kind of like a tunnel of some kind. Some people do, some people don't. You've had people on your show yeah. that have yeah. done that. And then they come into the light and some people see family and friends. Some people see a light that they just follow and move into. I, I, the reason why I think we it's important, and you're talking about it too, is that we have some sense about it a grounding in some way that we can let go. Because if you're holding on to the very moment before death takes you, there's going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of stress. But as you say, if we take care of business, we do the forgiveness we mm -hmm. need to do with people that have been um, have uncomfortable relationships with or family members or whatever, we've taken care of all the legalities we have a whole system set up of caregivers. We know how to be treated. Do we want to have our hand held? Do we want to have someone with us? Do we want to have music playing? Do, do we want to have someone meditate with us or pray with us, uh, read stories? I mean, why don't we do it before so that when it happens, we get exactly what we want? We're well, held in such love and honoring. Well, that's because nobody, most people as a parent by your book, don't know that they can do this or don't think of it. 
they don't know they can do it. Yeah, that's why uh, when I when I went and um, found this wonderful agent, he said, "No, I don't think I want to take a book on death." But let me look around, mm -hmm. and he realized there is no book like there out this. Um, there, and when we talked to Llewellyn, she said, "Oh, I've been looking for a book like this." So a book that just takes you right through, and it's a guidebook, so you mm -hmm. can use it with your family. You can there are exercises in it, and there's I have meditations, and I have visualizations okay. and questions. Oh, I've got I've got a few I've got a few questions for you. I'd like to ask. Well, what do you talk about the process of resistance? What is that? Resistance is a push away from. Um, the the idea of dying and so i take and look at the psychological aspect which is one of the first things is that you deny the fact oh i'm not going to die you know I, maybe i have been diagnosed with some kind of illness and i push it away lizbeth kubler roth talked about these things just and for people that are grieving but it's exactly the same for people that get a diagnosis and feel they're dying also, people begin to resist by being angry. Why me? You know, my life's going really well. I can't figure it out. I don't leave my, my kids and my family. And there's this bargaining. Can you give me the best pill, the newest kind of technology that will get rid of what I have? So people bargain. That's another way of resisting. And then people feel powerless, feel very depressed, start going into a very depressed state and don't want to talk about it with anybody, and and then despair when they feel there's no hope. Mm -hmm. That's really the form of resisting. Okay, well, what do you call the awakening process, and how is that connected with death? The awakening process is the process that I was talking with you before about how did we... How do we get so frightened about this? And let's look at the ways. Let's look at what our emotions do that really begin to hold this fear in us. Mm -hmm. And let's look at how how we use our energy and our power and our wanting. And let's look at all these identities that we've created that really will leave when we die. So I take them on a journey which I call the journey of freedom. And then I take them on a path of freedom, and they're used with videos and meditations and exercises so they begin to see, oh, one of the things that begins to open us up from this constrictive fear place is open us up to an expanded place, which is that place of freedom, which is that place of awakening. You cannot awaken intention. You have to let go. And I look first at forgiveness. Forgiveness begins to help us detach from this world out here that's going to go away anyway. It goes away when we sleep. It's going to go away. Mm -hmm. So I've given all kinds of exercises and how people can, can do this forgiveness where they can release. And then I go through what the next step is, is a journey of the mind. How do we begin to open even more to this mind that holds us so tight? And I work with the whole energy of gratitude, exercise, meditations. And I have done this with classes that I've taught for three months at a time mm -hmm. from people mm -hmm. that are awful when I first meet them. I don't want to talk about death. I make happen, you know. And then by the end of the time, I cannot stop them. I can't even get them to go home. This opening that comes and this love that opens up between us is just amazing. And I call that awakening. So why do these people come to these sessions if they hate it to begin with? I have no idea. That's a great question. You know, because if I hate something, I don't do it. I know. Well, who knows why? I have big audiences, let me tell you. Um, what are the curiosity? Or maybe, gosh, I don't know about that. Maybe I'll. And she said that she was giving me a step by step process. I have no idea. Hmm. But thank goodness they're coming. Thank you. Oh, yeah. If Thanks not, for if. For buying the book. 
<laughs> exactly. If they don't come, they don't get your, you know, you don't get your sale. I understand that. Yeah. Um, what is the path to freedom? It's the, the path that I was talking about, this beginning to say, okay, when we are so constricted in our tension mm-hmm. around our lives and so forth, it creates stress. It creates stress. People are tight. People are killing each other. People are, But underneath that is a whole mind that's actually open and expanded. And if we're able to learn now to drop into that quality of mind now, which I teach in that path of freedom, which starts with forgiveness and generosity and uh, awareness, um, then we can live a life that's free of that, that fear now, and we're preparing every moment of our life in the process of dying, because mm-hmm. we die in death. I know before my mother died, she was this cranky little person, and when she died at the very end, she held out her arms and said, Pat, I love you so much. She was going through the portal, and you can only go through when you're in that expanded, loving, free mind. Or consciousness, whatever you. All right, we're um, we're t- we're talking about natural death, mostly. You know, people who are dying of uh, because of their age or because of a medical illness. When we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to ask you about a different type of dying. So please stand by. Exonation. My guest this hour is Patlind Kyle. Her website is www.patlindkyle.com. And uh, the name of her book is Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Check out Simul TV and see how you can watch the X-Zone TV channel and the X-Zone TV show and the other great shows that we have on our channel exclusively on Simul TV at www.simultv.com. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, 
then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. And welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Pat Lynn Kyle. She's the author of Embracing the End of Life, A Journey into Dying and Awakening. Her website is patlindkyle.com. Pat, we've talked about people who die of old age, people who die in hospices and, uh, you know, in the hospitals because of disease or what have you. But what, what happens when somebody dies in a car crash? What happens when somebody dies in an aircraft accident? What happens when somebody dies in an act of terrorism, like was the case in 9-11? You know, Rob, my book is really a preparation for the kind of death that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only say that if I mean, it's possible that both of us could die today in an automobile accident. I know that. If we're prepared, all I'm doing is prepare for whatever kind of death that is going to come to you. Prepare the mind, prepare your body to understand, prepare your, you know, just like we talked about your family. Right. And that's what I think. I can only do because I have no idea. I've never had that happen to me consciously. So, but I'm I'm more concerned with the whole idea of how do, how do we let go of this fear so that we don't die so frightened and so in pain when we die, so we can die as conscious. So even if I'm prepared right now and I really work through this process, if I die in an automobile accident, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be much easier for me to go through the process. If there really is a process. What about if all we're doing is we're looking at a possibility that might exist, that life does go on, that there is more to life than just here today, gone tomorrow, and worm food? Well, I'm saying how can we, how can we die in that awakened, loving, open, kind place for whatever is going to happen next, for whatever will happen next. That's what that's what I'm preparing for. And living now without all that fear and resistance and openness and joy. But I do it now. doesn't that come to people who <laughs> who live their life and they don't fear? Because if you fear death, you fear life. Absolutely. So why Absolutely. do people? Uh, so what we're what sh- maybe we should be asking why people fear life? Because if we can find out what they're afraid of in life, maybe we can bring them to a point where the fear of death will not be there, and they'll be able to lead a better fulfilled life. Or is is death the excuse that we all use for our failures? Yes, I yeah, I agree with you. It's it's why are we so frightened? And what is creating the, so that second part of my book is saying, you know, what happened to you? What happened to you in your life that has created this so separation? Cuz it is a feeling of being separated. People want us so much to connect, to connect. And if you can try to connect out here, mm-hmm. You don't get that kind of response if you connect inside. That's when you feel the lovingness and the caring and the support because this is who you are inside, not outside here. 
Could that be one of the reasons why so many people turn mm-hmm. to the occult and uh, mediums to try and communicate with the dead because they feel guilty and that the person on the other side, if there is another side, you know, may want to communicate with them as well. Is this why the death business is so down to earth when it comes to some parts of it and then up in the sky and woo-woo with other parts of it? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is there, there's a whole kind of milieu around the death process that people are examining it on all kinds of different levels because it's basically we're frightened. It's unknown. We have absolutely no idea. On so well, many levels. But once again, once again, I, I, I look at it f- through this, through these set of glasses that I've been wearing for several years now, is that if you have no belief, if you do not belong to a religious organization, whether, like I said, Buddhist, Catholic, Hebrew, Christian, I don't care, you won't fear death. You won't. And I think with the fall of, of religion in the schools and throughout society, we're seeing an increase in people who fear death. I think you have a good point there. I think so, too. I know that people that have some kind of mm-hmm. a, a way of praying, yeah. so see, that mm-hmm. takes you inside. And, and, and in meditation, in Buddhism, it's, it's praying. I have all kinds in the book i have all kinds of prayers Mm -hmm. for each religion for people to use as they're dying or before they die so if you don't if your religion if you don't have a religion you can try some of these different prayers because that takes you much deeper inside to release the fear so why wouldn't person uh, why wouldn't a person (laughs) simply contact member of the clergy or the hospital chaplain or the hospice chaplain. Why do why would a person need to buy, and this is no disrespect to you or other authors, a book at the very last minute? Well, I hope they don't buy my book at the very last minute. My book is for families right now, and they're not dying to prepare for it. For example, um, we have a son that lives in... Uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and a daughter that lives in Seattle, Washington. And we get on the computer, um, Skype or whatever, once a month, mm-hmm. and we go through the book. Because we can't get together as a family, personally. So we're, we're doing it and having a conversation once a month about this. And that's what this book is about. But le- and once, again, book like this. once again, no disrespect, this is a question. Why would you need to get together once a month to discuss death? Well, because I have no idea what kind of caregivers they really want. I have no idea if they have their um, advanced directive done and really encourage them to do that. I have no idea how fearful they are of death. What kind of music do you want to have played? And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to go on forever doing this, but I, I just like to have them read the book. Let's have a conversation. So it's not a big thing for either one of us. There is also a book that, come, uh, I mean, there are plenty of them out there, that lists everything, your attorneys, yep. your CPA, all that kind of thing. So if they have that done, and we're kind of talking about all that, so we then know what's, what to do when they die. So we're preparing. That's called a living will. Well, even more than that. I mean, they have no, we live in eight acres, Mm -hmm. so they have no idea where our key is for our mailbox. And, you know, it's all written down for them. So they come in, they know where everything is. But isn't that common sense? How many people do this? Everybody I I know. Wow. When I tell people this, they go, oh, what's the name of the book? Oh, I want to get it. Or advanced directives. Oh, I didn't know you could just get it online. People don't know. I don't know what to tell you. This is uh, shocking to me because everybody I know. Wow. This is common. This is common sense. You know, that's what it is. Just plain. Uh, I guess the reason why I wrote the book is I had no idea either. I had absolutely no idea. 
We're uh, we're coming to the end of our interview. And what are your final thoughts for the members of the Exxon Nation listening to you around the world right now? My final thoughts are mm-hmm. that as we die, we begin to awaken. We move into a different quality of mind or consciousness that we're in daily, that we're in to do the dishes and to do the radio show and to do our work. We're in a mind that's very open, that's very free, that's still, and it's full of quality of love and caring. It's it's as if it's underneath this busy, tight mind. They're just two minds. I call one constricted, the other expanded. And if we can be in both, like Jesus said, being in the world but not of it, we can have that quality of mind, then our process of dying at the end of our life will go so beautifully and easily and be free. And we're free. We can be free right now. That's the essence of my book. I want to thank you for joining us, uh, Pat and Exonation. If you'd like to get more of this, if you really need to be taught this, like I said, I don't know anybody who does. There are many good books out there. There are many uh, forms that you can get on the internet, free of charge, download them, write out your will, your living will, uh, power of attorney, you name it, it's available online if you need it. But this is common sense, people. This is sheer common sense. And And when I hear people have written books based on common sense, I'm sorry, you know me. If I had my shotgun and my toilet bowl flush handy, I'd be using them right now. Because to me, for God's sake, talk to your talk to your your pastor, talk to your minister, talk to your rabbi, talk to your friends, talk to your lawyer, talk to your accountant. They'll be more than happy to help you put all the ducks in order. So when you meet that big duck in the sky, you'll have all your ducks in order. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.